0: episode 220 of Kane's cast a summer edition Shane were you big on studying in the off season I was never big on studying my
1: friend that makes two of us <laughs> I apologize to my parents <laughs> and every teacher I ever had
0: uh well, I, I would just read the book and I have the uh the really good fortune of being able to remember things that I, I read. St- I mean, I do study. I go on TSN
1: daily. Yeah, oh, check, my God. You check study, the headlines. You study a <laughs> ton. You know cap hits like, to hey, if we do X to Y, we can make Z happen. Yeah, between TSN and cap friendly, that's my summertime morning ritual while I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. Well, I, So I guess if that's studying, then yes, I do study
0: some. I'm just bringing it up because we had a bit of a summer school reference on the old Twitter machine to the episode coming up. By the way, one of the more underrated comedies of the 1980s
1: i can't say i never had to attend summer school nor Thankfully.
0: nor i never had to go to summer school true statement right there yep uh, and then in college my parents wanted to know why did my grade point average go from like a two five to a three seven and i said because i cared about the uh, subjects i was studying in college yes. sorry to all my teachers in high school i have no
1: insight on college
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> university for you no i didn't go either well,
1: no, isn't that every, yeah, every Canadian in, calls college just university. university? Yes. University of Calgary, U of A, University of Alberta, which is in Edmonton. Yeah. Then Calgary
0: College University. Cause like, I worked out at the university. Well, there you go. There I go. I was and in were university You were at school? I was. So you got a different education. You got a school of hard knocks. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, When we talk about being educated and being responsible, that goes hand in hand with having fun beverages in the summertime, like Storm Brew by R&D Brewing, which presents Kane's Cast. It's been, uh, in the words of Rob Thomas, it's been a hot one this summer. It was a hot one this week for sure. So uh, get yourself a Storm Brew, settle up at the end of the week, or settle up when you listen to Kane's Cast. We have found scientific proof that this podcast is better when you enjoy it with a Storm Brew way better probably. Exactly. <laughs> just <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we're good. I might have shut off the thank you quicker <laughs> on that one, but here we go. Uh it, it is th- this weird point of the, in the offseason though, Shane, because now we're not getting a ton of movement on contracts, trades, probably nobody's going to look at a deal until players start rolling into to camp unless there's some holdout out there and there's really no holdout. It's just restricted free agents. There are still some UFAs, some Big tagged, unrestricted free agents hanging out in the ether waiting for stuff to get done. Uh, Again, the flat salary cap, I think, has uh, added to that a little bit. So there are still things that can go. But let's go to the guys who are going to be playing, are under contract, and they look up and they see the calendars August 9th, and they know that before they can blink – it's going to be the season. So is this the real ramp-up month, or is this the last month as a player? The guys you talked to, the guys we talked to, but going back to when you were, were in it, is this the last month where you can like take a week off? Or nope, it's we've got to be building to get to the start of the regular season.
1: Yeah, I would say this is the last chance for guys to take a little bit of a breather before they really step on the accelerator in the weight room, back on the ice more and more. You're starting to see guys. This was really around the time when guys got back on the ice to get things rolling. Now they'll start going more two days a week, three days a week as it continues to flow. It's the lull time of the summer for fans, unfortunately, because there's not a lot of headlines, not a lot going on around the league. You see a few signings uh, on different teams, as you mentioned, restricted free agents. We saw a few UFAs signed back in in Boston yesterday and Bergeron and Krejci taking team-friendly deals to get back into that lineup. But this is really the long month of the summer for fans because everyone's excited after the draft, after free agency, and you know what the Hurricanes are going to put on the ice. So you have a few weeks here. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Enjoy this heat um, and prepare um, for the rookie tournament in September.
0: All right. So we were joking about it being summer school. And we have a special guest, Chris Greenley, who just is in charge in. of all entertainment. Just peeking in. Oh, Chris, it's your second appearance on the podcast. Good to have you here. Thanks, Mike. Thank long you. Long time, first time. Hey, thanks for breaking our uh, mic stands. We appreciate that, Chris. It's now going to go public. Prove that. There's no cameras. Actually, there are. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Thank Bye, Chris. Good to see you, Chris. You too, there we go. We were promised a special guest this episode, and there it is. He sends me a text. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm away this weekend. He goes, I might have broken your microphone stands. Well, they were living on life support oh, as they shit. were. I don't want to point out the really poor construction of these things, but they were living on borrowed time the second they got they here. They really were. A strong breeze would have broke these things. And I evidently that's what happened. Chris closed the door and they broke it. Yeah. So he told me, I'm good with that. He didn't break them. No. Chris, if you're listening to this, we know you didn't break these thank you, because now we can order new ones. Our mics still work, yeah. Thank you. There we go. Uh, but I do want to, see you're a teacher, an educator of hockey as a coach.
1: Yes, yeah, so the summer camp's just finished off. A great summer with the youth here in Raleigh. We had a couple imports come in. Really? Yeah. One from the Czech Republic, one from Germany, and two young friends from Italy back for their second time. Oh, bon time.
0: So I remember they were uh, here last year. Are they uh, able to get ice? Are they able to implement what you taught them? And is that, for you, is that the coolest thing? When you see a player from the year before, they come back to a camp and see that they took what you taught them to heart. And you've seen, you can see them get better over the course of a year. It's amazing, the difference. And, And
1: kudos to the kids because of the hard work they've put in. In a year, I talked to a mom and dad this year. My final week of summer camp, their young player who took part in first goal last summer, he actually came to summer camp right after first goal, was obviously still very new to the game and what he was able to do. And then watch him skate down the ice this year blew me away. And I was so excited to see this young man and how hard he's worked on his skating stride and what he can do out there now. It was awesome to see, and it's just exciting. Every year you go back to the ranks and see these kids who – maybe have started in the Canes' first goal program and, and what they're doing now, boys and girls, uh, and to see the programs continue to grow and us getting closer and closer, Mike, to hearing those names getting called in National Hockey League draft, that's going to be uh, a big day. And I know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Right.
0: I, I keep going back to it. If a, a player born in Los Angeles who grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, can be number one overall and be the most prolific goal scorer in the league at this moment, all due respect to Alex Ovechkin, but I'm talking about the guy who's doing it at the top of the charts. That's Austin Matthews, if you don't know. It's going to happen here. And again, because of the education, the training that they're getting, the summer camps that are going on, the junior Canes programs that are playing everywhere in winning these tournaments when they're going there. But this is a chance. I think we were were joking around a little bit in the beginning about uh, class and school, but it is important. Stay in school, youngsters, unless you get drafted very high, and then uh, college will be there for you. We'll throw that. But hockey lessons, if we're going to call it, let's just say this is summer school, this episode. It's the most important, if you had to say, subject, because you get this a ton. And I know that it's got to be tough for you because everybody thinks that their child is going to make it to the NHL and score 50 and be the first overall pick. But if you're talking about here is the education foundation of being a good hockey player. What's the number one subject? Is it skating? Is it something? Is it hands, you know, and building up that kind of strength, that endurance? What What's the number one subject that you have to study and put the work in to get better at to be an elite hockey player? There's no
1: question it's skating. And especially at a young age, you have to get that base set um, with the proper structure, one, and then continue to work on your power and speed and your skating stride along with edge work. As we know, that's the game. Now it's not a big, hard physical style game of clutch and grab like it used to be. So getting there physically doesn't happen until you get into your late teenage years anyways. So the main focus of these young players at seven, eight, nine, ten 10 should be your skating stride. And I can tell all the young players out there and all the parents taking your son or daughter to just a skating class is not the most enjoyable. As a kid, you're like, oh, this, there's no pucks out here. This is no fun. But I remember doing it as a kid. My dad taking to these classes. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, it's power skating. I'm like, oh. But if you ask any guy in the National Hockey League, whether it's a forward or a defenseman, even the goaltenders, that is the most important part of their craft to get around the ice and be able to play this game at a high rate of speed. Um, and I encourage... All the parents out there. Look at those classes. It's not six hours a day on the ice. That's that's too much for any youngster. But that one hour of quality, quality training on their stride, and there are so many great instructors um, here locally that can help provide that. And then it's just repetition on the ice. A lot of parents ask me, well, what other camp should we do? A lot of it's just letting your son or daughter go out there and play. Go to stick and pucks. Go to open ice and allow them to work on things on their own. Because... As a young player, you can't overgrind. I had this issue in school. You can't overgrind on what I'm trying to learn. (laughs) So on the ice, you have to remember that too as a parent. Sometimes there is too much for young players. They have to take a break. They have to get away. And and we talk about that, you know, as adults, Mike, having that, you know, work-life balance, right? There is time to work, and there is time to work on the ice. But you have to also work in those breaks for your young player to just play. To be a kid. They have a lot of time. And from if they're eight years old, the NHL is a long ways away. Yeah, So allow them to take those breaks. Play other sports because I truly believe in developing an athlete. Not just a hockey player, but your son or daughter needs to be an athlete and be able to do many things that will help them achieve their goals as a hockey
0: player. I'm glad you said that because you watch now today, Shane, and it's almost families feel they have to specialize their kid at age 10 like well you, you got to pick what which sport do you want to be because we've got to devote our time to it and you know and this is the other tough part about it it's expensive and I, when i say it it's not just hockey it's everything now you know because you're traveling everywhere equipment i remember for baseball the most expensive thing that i had for equipment before i became a catcher was your mitt and then everything gets into it you know hockey it's all the equipment football you see these kids going to these seven-on-seven camps in Colorado. And I'm like, all right, are they having fun? Is this what they want to do forever? So I'm glad you bring that up. How important is it to just be well-rounded and find out? Let I always think, let somebody play another sport. Let them find out if they really love hockey or if they love basketball or love – because if they love it, they're going to tell you. They're going to let you know that, and that way you don't burn them out on it or they don't get burnt out having to play – you know, some of these kids are playing, what, 150 games a year it feels yeah. like? Well, uh, Ray Ferrara
1: spoke to a group of parents last year during the season. An article came out about it, and he said that's one of the biggest questions I think as parents we forget. To ask your child. They know what they like and what they love. Do they want to go to camp? Do they want to go to the rink every day? You know, it's a big question because Time Magazine also did an article a couple years ago saying youth sports is a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. You know, people make their livings on coaching and training young players in every sport, not just hockey. And it's a big question. It's a big investment for parents. So you have to make sure that's what your son or daughter wants to do. And if not, what do they want to do? Maybe they only want to play it regularly. Maybe they do love the sport of hockey. But travel hockey and chasing that is not what they want to do. So the lower cost things, and we talk about the price of sports and As you mentioned, Mike, every sport is expensive. You could save a ton by not playing travel hockey and just letting your son or daughter play recreational just for fun on the weekends, still enjoying the sport, coming to more Canes games because you're not traveling and you're not having an expense of, you know, going to different states to take part in these things. So have those honest conversations with your kids. And if they do want to do it, I've talked to many parents, why do we do it? Because they do want to do it. And every parent's going to find a way to make
0: sure their kids are taking part in whatever they want to do. Yeah. And so then the next step we started with, this is where the education should be starting with skating. All right. Once you start getting the skating, what's the next step for you? Well, and I think that's another part of
1: if your child is all in and doing a lot of these camps and traveling, you have to look at the physical part of it because I love this saying, and I've, I've said it before too. Well, oh, they're energizer bunnies. They can go all day long. There is ramifications to their young bodies and muscles and, uh, you know, structures that can be effective. So finding those proper methods to have them train off the ice, flexibility, huge. Everyone says, oh, my kid's, you know, 10, he's flexible. He's like Gumby. Right. Right now he is. But all of that stress on his body at this point affects him at 16, 17, 18. Um, There is a burnout factor for kids, no question. No question, there's a burnout factor. The kids need time off. So, if your child is skating a lot, make sure they're doing those things off the ice. Yeah. Encourage them to get into things like yoga, right? Foam rollers, all of those things play a big part in building that structure. If your child's all in and they want to build that structure, these things all factor in as
0: well. Yeah, stretching is important. I mean, I I know one, it of, sounds one cr- of the biggest <laughs> things that I did not do in my career was stretch. I was going to say I know it sounds crazy that we're doing a hockey podcast here, Kane's Cast, and we're talking about doing yoga and stretching. But it, it's when you see how advanced Shane, everything has happened in just the last I'd like I I don't want to say 30 plus years from when we were when you were an elite athlete, but when we were doing that, but nobody said, "Yeah, you should uh, make sure you stretch every day." It was you stretched before you worked out. And that was it. And right. it was 10 seconds of... It was how fast can you get out of the shower and get out of there. Yeah, pretty much. But the stretching was, all right, you know, right leg over right. left knee. Stretch. I touched my
1: toes once. Are we ready to go? Yeah, done. We counted to 10. Let's go. Because those those are things, again, I think any mom or dad, and myself included, when you get up in the mornings, why your body, as we start to get older, feels the way it does because you're tight. And maybe you could do it, something you could do as a family, right? Some basic yoga classes in... You know, in your living room, in your garage, goes a long way. Yeah. It actually is us for the way we live can help us too. Yeah. Now, I'm preaching to the choir because I still don't stretch enough. Uh, when I go to the gym, it's like, let's get this done and get out of here. Next day, why am I so sore? Well, you skip the stretching portion. Yeah. Your body doesn't react as you get older the same as it does when you're eight. So, the earlier everyone can get into it, the better.
0: Yeah. I, I skipped the going to the gym part, so therefore I skipped the stretching part too. So, I'm over for 2. He, and correct.
1: I'm no longer Gumby, no longer that flexible. No. I've never been Gumby, and I still am not. I wish I was, but
0: I'm not. All right, uh, a mental side of the, the game. Is there any way that you can prepare yourself for, like you were saying, if you're a parent, check in with your kid, right? Yeah. Ask him, do you love it? Do you like this? Do you want to keep going? But as a player, is there anything that you can do to build yourself up mentally to make sure that, or is that, this might be a bigger question, I don't want to get deep here, man. I don't want to go. We're going deep because I'm going to talk about
1: something because we see it across the news in every sport. And it's not only sports but in our business world today about mental health. And the Hurricanes do a great job in the NHL of highlighting mental health throughout the season. And it's something you know that youth hockey and youth sports faces tragedy every year yep. with young people. Um, to the biggest degree. And I think it it really, when I talk to my wife about it, and we have two kids, and I encourage all parents to having those honest conversations with your son or daughter. Not, not only do you want to play, but that question of how's everything going? Because with social media and the way people can connect and talk to different people, maybe you're not exactly sure where your son or daughter is. And none of us want to face what some families have had to deal with this past year. It's just, that is the honesty of the question, Mike, that you just said, yeah. is, is where are your kids at? Are they in a great spot? Because one, they got to be happy. And we want all our kids to be happy and achieve whatever they want to do in life. But we have to ask those hard-hitting questions sometimes of where you're at. And and again, we talk about training and skating. There are so many people out there in the industry of of mental health that can help not only families and husband and wives, but kids and, and making sure that every day they're, you, the only thing you want to see is your kid run out the door with that giant smile on their face because they're going to face adversity. That's, that's not doing these things. Doesn't avoid that. Right. Everyone in our lives who listen to our podcast and, and what we do face something in our life. And you don't have to feel like you're alone when you're doing it. And I tell kids that all the time when they leave and, You know, kids that I've coached or kids that are at camp or even have worked for me. The last thing I said to them was that if you ever need anything, call me. Send me an email. And to me, I think I've taken on a bigger role of that in in my job because I want parents to know that. That they're going to have questions, even if they're kids. Because we know, and I deal with it now, I have a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. They probably don't want to talk to me about it. But if I know they want to talk about it, I'm going to find somebody they trust to
0: be able to do that. Well, you bring up the social media aspect of it too. You know that wasn't for parents. That wasn't something we grew up with. No. And I'd say you're a parent. I'm not. But we didn't grow up with this. There was always the pressure of, you know, do my friends think I'm a good player? And you know, do well, the, half those people on social media aren't your friends? Well, but that's what I'm driving at. And sometimes I don't think that enough people understand. You know, at that young age for the the youngsters coming up, you know, when you get. 20, 30 people telling you, you know, you, you aren't good. Even if it's like just their kids, their age, just maybe they're right. playing with them, but you don't understand it when it's like, you playing, aren't like good joking enough. with. Yeah. Why'd you wear that? Yeah.
1: I mean, it goes, it goes so beyond even their it's so, production of
0: the sport they're playing. Right. And you know, oh, I saw those skates you were wearing What and, and it used to be well, we would just say it to your friends and uh, you know, and you never, never took into consideration. Hey, did I just hurt this kid's feelings? Or you right? Know. Because everyone takes a different way. Right. You,
1: know, you and I joking around about something. We know each right. other. We're great friends. But someone maybe,
0: maybe it does offend them. Right. But coming up, if it happened on the ice, if it happened in the locker room, that's where it stayed. Mm-hmm. If it happens on social media, now everybody can pile on. Mm-hmm. Like it's open. It's pretty open pretty much to everybody. That forum. Uh, and that's why when you're talking about that mental side of it, it check in, just ask, you know, do you like what you're doing? Are you having fun? And it, I'll go back
1: to my own personal story. Again, we didn't have social media, but, and I've had this conversation with a few parents because kids who are very good. Our job is to create great athletes and great players and, and get them to certain places, whether it be prep school and colleges and things like that. And that's what I ask parents. Do you think they should go? I'm like, well, you know, if, we were, if we're going to talk about hockey, yeah, they're good enough to make that team and, and go off. But is your child ready to go? And at 16, I was offered a position to play in the Western Hockey League. And my parents said, no, he's going to come home for more years. a couple of different reasons. One, they wanted me to do another year with them closely watching me in school before I went off as a senior and knowing that hockey becomes number one, yeah. and you kind of veer off of studying like you should. So they wanted to factor in that point. But they also factored in at 16 years old that I wasn't ready to live with another family. Who, yes, they take care of you and they are—they do treat you like they're your own. But of those instances when you are alone to make the proper decisions in life, to be able to succeed and not get into one of those dark places, and I think we've all been there. I don't—I'm not sitting here that you're going to avoid a dark place in your life, but having that extra time at home and making sure that your son or daughter is ready because prep school, they're living in dorms. So is your son or daughter capable and have the life skills and and mental capacity, if you will, to make proper choices and avoid certain situations. And even if they go through one of those situations, how do they react and know they have a lifeline, not only to their parents, but to other people around to help them. Yeah, It's a huge, huge decision for parents. And it's definitely a scary one. Because you want your child to be able to achieve their dreams. right? Um, but you have to make it at the right time. And I believe that parents all make it for certain reasons. And your son or daughter, I tell parents this all the time, and only speaking of hockey, you do not need to leave the city of Raleigh at 13 and 14 to achieve your goals. The resources are definitely here throughout not only Junior Hurricanes and the rest of the city to help them achieve that in youth hockey to make sure they're ready for that step. That is the biggest thing. Because I've seen a lot of kids leave and they were great players and they come back and now they're going to colleges here. They didn't make the ultimate division one, but they're still in a great place. I see these kids are still in it. hockey's not the only thing in life. And we talk about winning the lottery and the percentages of that. The percentages of a child making the National Hockey League is pretty low. Yeah. So my ultimate thing and when I talk to my wife about my son and daughter is I want them to achieve life. Not one thing in life, but what is that for your son or daughter ultimately that you can sit there and smile and be like, this was the right thing because it, this hockey step helped them achieve so much more in their life. Maybe they got a degree at Michigan and they become a lawyer or a doctor or engineer or whatever. Right? Those things parlay so much more into it than just let's send them away because they're going to make the NHL. Right? That's not true. I'm not going to sit here and say that's true. But you want to provide every opportunity for your son or daughter. The uh,
0: other part of it, when you talk about making it in the league, I don't know if you saw it, Did you see the, the Kurt Warner movie, American Underdog? I did not. It's pretty good. Uh, in the beginning, he talks about the odds of making it to the NFL. And uh, it's basically there are millions of high school football players every year in the United States. So let's transport this to hockey. There are millions of hockey players around the world who are playing at a level where they're trying to get – to the next level be it college or drafted juniors wherever it is so millions of them of the millions of players i think the number is about three percent that go to junior play and you know i i can't go for all the europe numbers here but let's just put it at three percent of all the millions of kids who are playing hockey today get to that level of that three percent one percent makes it to the nhl right so okay. there's only
1: so many jobs and there's only 32
0: teams yeah there's, and on that, there is, let's just say, 20. So, 32 teams. There's 640 jobs. We can round it up. Sure. Say a little bit more. Say 670 if you want. Right. In the world, there are 670 NHL players. Now,
1: plenty of other professional leagues and, you know, minor
0: leagues. Right. We, but to make the National Hockey League, 650 jobs. Yeah. So, the odds of getting there, not necessarily stacked in your favor. So... That's why, just talking about doing things right. But when you get there, Shane, it's got to be, you can never have that sense. That's what I loved about this year, the draft. And we've talked about it, like Marty St. Louis, when he said, hey, if you don't hear your name, it's not over yet either. So that's something else too. If you never get drafted, it's not over. You can still get there. But the work, it just doesn't stop, Mm -hmm. right? And it becomes one of those things where when you're in the league, are you ever, can you take a breath? Because we hear Rod Brindamore talk about it and what the head coach of the canes says is you got to keep putting in the work because the work never stops. Well, we we talk about mental health all the time and
1: professional athletes face the same things, yeah. maybe even at a higher level. I mean, it's very similar to a someone who's a CFO of a you know, Fortune 500 company. The stress level of a professional athlete is through the roof because they can't take a day off. Because when you talk about how many kids are playing, Mike, all those kids want to take your job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And once you're out, it's tough to get back in. Right. You only, one thing that's against a professional athlete is what? Time. You get a year older, as you and I just talked about, we get slower every day. Yep. Right? Your craft continues to get older. And guess who's coming? 19, 20-year-old studs. Yep. They can skate faster, shoot harder, because of the training they're doing right now and how that changes every year and why Bill Burniston is so good. Because he's always evolving inside that locker room yep. to provide these players with elite-level stuff to continue to maintain a level. Because once you're there, you have to maintain. And you actually have to get a little bit better each
0: year. right? Which is very difficult to do. See, and that's the, the tough thing. Because as you get older, you certain things aren't going to get better. Like, you max it out. But other things you can improve. Like, we'll use Justin Williams for an example. You know, it. I love that he put out the, you know, he'll throw things out on Twitter about, oh, I would have finished second in the fastest skating and all of that. But you then can think the game differently. You learn – it sounds cliche, but it is for a reason. You learn how to play the game. Like You know how not to get hit. You know how not to put yourself in certain areas. Or, you know, if you're a defenseman, you learn how to defend better. You're a goal scorer. You learn where to go to score goals. Those are things that you need to do and knowledge never changes. Knowledge is probably the easy part of learning. Really? I would think that learning all that stuff. Well, it's, I th- because it, if you have the ability, isn't it like, oh, my ability
1: will just carry the day? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think knowledge as you get older, we become smarter. Right? So you know mistakes you've made the year before. To me, that's why when I talk about being easier, not easy, but easier than the training part because your body continues to get older and shut down. Your mind can stay sharp longer, especially in the in the sport with video and all those things. So that's why I think the mental side from playing it, that's how you learn. We talk about a veteran guy like Justin Williams. His knowledge got better through his career because of more and more games, being in situations. That
0: part of elite level, I think, gets stronger as you get older. That, to me, is a huge part of it. Uh, With summer school as well, if people want to know, I get the how do you get into broadcasting, how did you get here? Um, For me, it was pretty clear I was not going to be one of the elite athletes. so. It's one of the things I wanted to do. Kind of knew in high school that I was going to be one of the roads that I wanted to get on. For anybody listening who wants to be a broadcaster, if you go to school, you take the classes that get you into what you want to do. But this is where the... Okay, Mom and Dad leave the room so I can talk to the students <laughs> who are coming up. Intern. Work for the student radio station. You know how hockey players get better? Playing hockey. Yes, there's the off-the-ice stuff. There's You have to do all that.
1: You just mentioned, you talk about the grind of a professional athlete or someone who's in a role. Those guys didn't just get there and be like, here you go. Here's your job. Right. And I think that's something we've lost. And again, when I go back to, I talk to my kids about, you have to gain experience. And sometimes that experience, as you mentioned, the word intern doesn't come at the price that you
0: want, that you think you're working for. You know how much I got paid for my internships over the years? I can tell you the exact dollar amount. Oh, Zero. Well, I got, that has changed a little bit. Oh, I know, but I got zero dollars. The internship, I got credit for college, which was nice. Uh, that helped out. But at the same time, it was you get in the door and you learn by doing. Like, well, you, I think everyone who listens to this
1: agrees with us. Because, I oh. you know, but Our you fans know where they are today about what they did as they were younger. But you don't um, fall out of bed. like. You don't just fall out of bed and you're the best hockey player in the world and right. you get drafted. You don't fall out of bed and start making $200,000 in a head roll. Right. Every Because most jobs, and it's tough, but it's one of those answers, if you don't get a job position, they will come back to you is not quite enough experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you just mentioned, how do you get that? You take a lesser role and you learn yep. and you shadow people and you watch them and you study That's what kids. That's what these kids that amaze me that are in college, you know, for three, four, five, six years. They're not there just hanging out at the fraternities partying the whole time. They're trying to hone their craft and learn more and more. It's the same in the business world.
0: You got to get in there. You got to get a foot in the door. Yep. But that's why I tell everybody: if you go and you want to be a broadcaster, you go and you get involved with the student TV station. You get involved with the student radio station. And you intern with everybody who's there who will let you do it. Basically you're saying goodbye to your social life. I mean, it, it's you're going to
1: make those those decisions. But it's the same as training for an athlete. Right. Your social life goes away because you're adding extra time in the gyms. And right. you can't go out with the boys at night because you gotta be up at six to get to the track. Right. All of those things come into play. And it's no different, Mike, a perfect example is for us and and working for Bally Sports, something that they provided us last year is, and where the game is and what fans want to know is the numbers, right, and the stats, all of those things. If I was sitting here as a color guy and saying, well, I'm not going to do that, you know, how long is my career going to be? I have to provide as much information. Our jobs are changing all the time, and you have to be open to doing that and sitting there and I don't know everything about numbers and insides and out, but I'm not going to sit here and be too proud to walk up into – you know, Eric Tolsky's office and be like, can you explain this to me? How does this number come down? And guess what? In every company, everyone sees that. And they're like, this guy wants this. And they'll help you. Yep. They're not going to be like, get out of here. What are you talking about? That that happens not only in this organization, but I think in any company, great company, not only professional sports, but um, around the
0: area. All right. Well, getting back to the beginning when we were joking about we didn't study uh, I, I am not joking when I say this now. I study more now than I did as a student. Right. To what to Shane's point. Because now there are so many numbers and so many things that we have to bring you and we explain to you. Well, I can look at the number and just say what it is. I want to know what the number means. When people are going to when Corsi comes out, I wanted to know what it was. I, and I found out how it started. And it was originally started to measure goaltenders. But instead, they figured out they could figure out more, and then it moves on to the next thing and the next thing, and you can decide for yourself what's good and what's bad, but what I try to tell everybody is, you know, the process never stops, and hopefully as we tie this thread together, as Shane tied the youth to what happens as you get older and you're in the league, the process never stops. Maybe you're not going to be the fastest. Maybe you're not going to power skate and take those lessons as often when you get to your late 20s. You're still going to take them, though, because you're still going to skate in the offseason because you have to. But you're going to start studying other things. You're going to start watching more film. Or you're going to start talking and trading tips with other players. Hey, how are you doing this? How would you stay in the league this long? It's a constant growth of what do I need to do better? How can I get better? What are the things I need to do? But the number one thing that I tell everybody who wants to do what I do, you got to get involved. Because the only way you get better is getting reps. I have, I still have the cassette tapes of me in college doing this. And many people will tell you there's not much difference between then and now, meaning I'm still garbage. But at the same time, I can tell you Untrue. it's a it's a completely different the first lie you've ever told on well, the show. Well, not really, but <laughs> close enough. The first full lie. Uh the the big thing for me is you get better and you have to you know this too as a player, self scouting. You gotta be honest with yourself. You gotta be able to stand in front of a mirror. And, and talk to yourself.
1: There is never and again, I take this outside of sports. If you think you are elite every day of your life, which is impossible. You can try. We talk about lying to our, the worst person to lie to is yourself. Be honest. And then when you're honest, you're thinking, I got to get better. How, what did I miss Right, last game? And you can go find it. All the information is there. Technology is our friend right now. And every kid out there. If you're not using technology, you are missing out on so much. Because it's all right there at your fingertips. Yep. So,
0: could you imagine if you could videotape yourself skating, taking shots, little things you could have worked on? You already had a great shot. It's there. It's on your phone. You can do it. Yeah. Tape it. Look at it. Oh, there's. This is what's missing. Instant you're need feedback. To that. Yeah. Is that your fingertips? The only thing is, I saw my golf swing and I was mortified by it. So just... <laughs> Quick delete on it. Oh one. my gosh, it's terrible. How come you're not telling me? We play golf. You got to tell me. I just it's like terrible. you. I don't want you to get better. I'm not going to. I'm not <laughs> going to get better. <laughs> But it's you. You've seen what happens. I I watch the backswing. My problem with golf is like I like to go hang out for four hours with the boys. I don't like to go to the range. I don't. I don't play golf to shoot seventy. I play golf to not do things around my. I realize house. I will never get paid to play golf. Mm, no, you're good. No chance. You're good.
1: The Live Tour has not called me yet.
0: <laughs> I can make a phone call for you.
1: I wouldn't go. No. Maybe eh. the Senior Tour.
0: Hit it you- around with Freddie and John Daly. You're about you're ten years away from that, the Champions Tour. Yeah, I start working. Maybe we'll get you on there. See what we can do. All right, so that uh, summer school is out, but you've got questions for the professors. So here we go. Here we go. The professor the and the feed. grad students. Uh, here's Timmy, who really wants to know about the outdoor game. Wondering about ticket sale date, Jersey news, any related events that weekend, alumni game, etc. Thanks. Thank you, Timmy. Thanks, Timmy. Well, first off. The outdoor game is still going on. They're Date's playing, been set. Still playing the Washington Capitals. Date is set. So that is...
1: Just rip off the Band-Aid. Tell them we don't know the answer. <laughs> uh,
0: I do not Sorry, know, Timmy. I do not know when the the ticket sales go on for the February 18th, 8 o'clock face-off, if you didn't know the time.
1: Now, I'm not trying to blame anybody, but just so you know, this is a full NHL run event. It is a league event. So we're waiting... For more and more answers from the league, again, do I think the jerseys are done and approved and ready? Yes. Has Mike and I seen them? No. So we can't really provide you that information.
0: So, like when people are asking about the jerseys, yeah, the jerseys are—they have to have them approved by this right. point. Of course, the they're going to be sick, and you're going to want to buy them. Yep.
1: So that's always going to be a positive. This event is going to—you know—it's going to be, be amazing for this city, and. Ticket sales will be there. There'll be a pre sale, I think, probably for season ticket members. Um, In that realm, they will limit them. So it's not like if you're the regular fan who doesn't have season ticket members, first of all, shame on you. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) But if you are a season ticket holder or if you're thinking about it, one of the perks is you get access to the early access.
1: And for the regular fan, just know they won't be allowed to buy 300 seats. Right. There'll be a limit for everybody on how many they can purchase so we can get to the average fan who maybe cannot have season tickets but want to be a part of the outdoor game. You will get your opportunity. There will be tickets available for you.
0: Right. And what are we thinking, 55000 I hope so. Um, 60000 they I hope. Yeah, hopefully they, uh, it's it's going to sell out. I'm not worried about that. It, no. It's what the official number is. The league still has to set that, yep. and Kane's in the setup. So Coming soon. Hopefully coming soon. Timmy, we would love to let we you know. We will update you as soon as we know. Let's let's do the we don't know, but we can tell you we'll know more when we get closer to the start of the regular season. Yep. With s- September, we will probably, like late September when preseason starts. You know, the big details.
1: update, and the Cain's been doing a good job of informing folks, single-game tickets going on sale Wednesday, Um. August 10th. Yeah. So if you want to buy single game tickets, you're not a season That's ticket member. tomorrow. That is tomorrow as of taping this right now. Um, That does not include the outdoor game because we are waiting for the league right. and league approval and league links, all of those things. Single game seats for Canes games. I can tell you, if you're looking at a big one and you're looking at Rangers, Penguins, Caps, may want to get online Wednesday morning to select your tickets for that game. No matter how late in the season it is, be ready Wednesday, August 10th, because if you want to see one of your favorite teams come in to face the Canes, you want to do that and purchase those as early as possible.
0: All right. Uh, This from Darby. What's been y'all's favorite player stories? Like, all time? Like Sidney Crosby shooting the puck into the washing machine in, what, Nova Scotia. That's a good one. Yeah. The Steven Lorenz, how he never gave up and got to the league, got passed on being drafted and then got drafted and he's made himself an NHL player now with the San Jose Sharks as he was part of the Brent Burns trade that brought Brent Burns here to the Carolina Hurricanes. That was a great story. Uh, favorite player story. I mean, I got tons of them. Anything from Gretzky stories that are ever out there. Watch the boys on the bus if you want those. Getting to know Shane Willis's story. Is a good one, one of my favorite player stories.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many, whether it be on ice or off ice, of great stories from guys. I mean, you know, being able to play in a game at MSG against Wayne Gretzky when he was with the Rangers would be one of mine. You know, playing in my first game back in Edmonton um, where I grew up, watching the Oilers dynasty is huge.
0: Rolling into the Northlands Coliseum. Did you get caught looking up at the banners and all that?
1: Yep, 100%. Uh, you know, I didn't play a ton the first time I went there. It was a call-up situation. Um, but again, having all my buddies come downstairs after and just, you know, that's kind of when you're like, I can't believe I just played here. You know, so there's so many cool stories, guys, first goals, all of those things. I was looking through, uh, some drawers at home last night. Um, uh, my wife asked me to find something that I was looking through and I found the tape of my first goal, a tape. Not the video. (laughs) I I don't even know that game was on TV. What's a tape, Grandpa? It was a taped radio broadcast um, of Chuck Caton calling my
0: goal. Vis-a-vis, on his way to 20 goals. Yes. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Uh, A couple of things. I think for me, a lot of the stories are the -the off-the-ice stories that are my favorite. Uh, and, And this year, I can just share a couple. One. A personal story, my good friend Harrison Korzakwinski, who finished his last battle of, or his last round of chemo for fighting leukemia. Uh, he is out of the hospital, and he's back with his great family. But the things behind the scenes that Sebastian Ajo did for him, sending him uh, a video of encouragement, Jacob Slavin, the same thing. Like, when those stories, they're, and they're countless. And allow me to say what you already know, Shane. Hockey players are the best. Just the best. Yep. The stuff they do, and I'm pretty sure if Sebastian and Jacob listen, they might get mad that I've given them credit for that because they're not looking for the credit. The stuff that players do in this league behind the scenes where they want no recognition for it, yep. they just do it because they're good people. And it's obviously, I mean, un- unfortunately,
1: we can't field every request right. because these guys do have a job. They are busy, they're extremely busy. We want to respect their time away with their families as well. So we can never answer every call and every message we get from fam- from families and, and fans, but I agree with you. The guys are always willing to step up
0: in certain situations and and do a great job around this community. Uh, this from Matthew. Matthew, it's either Soma or Sama. S O M M A. What would you go with, Soma or Sama? Soma. All right, let's go with that. With arena upgrades supposedly happening in the future, what changes or upgrades would you like to see? Well, a better office for Shane and me—that would be nice.
1: <laughs> office with a window. Uh, well, Without I have you. a
0: window. How about I can control the thermostat? Yeah, that'd be nice. Controlling the heat. Uh, you you to, There's something I would like to see, and I—I'm just gonna—I'm gonna put this out there. This is a arena thing. I don't want anybody with the organization to get mad with this suggestion, but Vancouver did it. They ripped out suites on one side of the ice. and It was basically like from blue line to blue line, a little bit longer than that. And they ripped out the suites that were there and they made it like a club. And you had a table back there. and I think you were allowed eight seats, like the table was the way it set. And then you'd have eight seats out front to come and watch the game, what would be in the 200 section. So there wouldn't be a suite behind you, it would just be a place and everybody in that section could go back there in the intermissions and then come back It was really neat, and I think a lot of fans would like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea. Number one,
1: I think the staff here at PNC have done an amazing job, the way this building looks, for being here for 25 years. Yeah, it doesn't look it. No. When you come in here, you're like, this place has been here, the way they've redone the seats, um, you know, always keeping things clean, ready to go for our fans. I'd love to see, you know, again, you're confined by spaces and how long it takes to build things, but a little more of an interactive area, you know, for fans and kids to to take part in, whatever it might be. As yeah. We we talked about, you know, electronics and things at our fingertips, like how do we dive into that realm on the concourse for people? But it's a great building already, yeah. um, a great place. Number one, your number one focus is a great place to watch the building. There isn't a bad seat in this building right? to watch a game.
0: Even – the last row where my office is, is a great place to watch the game. Great place. And I one
1: thing I've always thought about is something I have saw in Europe, right? Can you take a section, whatever it might be, even if it's in the 300 level, and remove all the seats? Standing room only? So it's standing room only. But it's more of like that fan club, you know, crazy the, soccer fan yeah. energy. Um,
0: With the drums and the thought. instruments and all know,
1: that? You know, seats are money and all yeah. that thing, but... It's something I thought would be a cool addition.
0: Oh, that it went—that actually would be a neat idea. You get that rowdy's section up there, right? Every game, home ice advantage for sure. Kane's crazies, all about it. Uh, thank you, Matthew. This from Silas Beers. Good reminder that this podcast is brought to you by R and D, great beer R and D Brewing and Storm Brew, Storm which Brew. You can enjoy to beat the heat and get ready for the start of the regular season. Go to R&D. You can pick it up where all of your favorite beverages are sold, and if not, ask for it by name. Uh, which of the players are already back in Raleigh? When should we expect the others to start rolling in? Probably the end of the month. Everybody will start trickling in, right? Give yeah. or take.
1: This this month you'll start seeing the slow trickle, um, a heavy infiltration, infiltration the last week of August right after Labor Day uh, for guys to start skating together. I believe there's a few in town now that are here to stay. I think guys are still in and out quite a bit um, coming in to check in with Rod, Bill Berniston. I know a few of the new additions, Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty, have been in town the past couple weeks um, with their families looking for homes um, and getting things settled in so they're ready for the start of the season.
0: All right, so a uh, couple of guys are here. Jacob Slavin lives here year-round, year so that's one guy who's always here. Uh, Brent Burns was in. I'm not sure if he is still in the area or not, but that answers that. Uh, Andy Weinhold, prospect tourney dates or details? Well, the details are it's four teams, the Carolina Hurricanes, along with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators. It's going to be the same four teams. They kind of built this little alliance to do this in the summer, and it's going to rotate from uh, each of those cities every single year. Uh, The games are going to be here at PNC Arena and at Invisalign Arena at the Wake Competition Center, so games will be at two sites. We can tell you that, and the dates I believe are the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth, Mister Willis of September. I yes, believe we we're just talking about
1: that. I'm so. gonna double check your numbers right there. No, please do. Yes, you are correct. Um, you know, I believe sixteenth and seventeenth will be at Invisalign Arena, and then the Sunday finale here at PNC. That morning, um, I'll give a little teaser. If you're looking and you love to exercise, we talk about stretching and making sure we're healthy. Uh, the Canes 5K will be that morning. Announcement coming soon and registrations will open soon for our great fans to come out and take part of the 5K. You know, All of those registrations going back to our great foundation. Lindsay Robertson and her staff oh. making sure that money gets back out into our community to youth organizations and uh, places throughout. But that morning, you could go for a quick... Yog, I believe it's a silent, silent J, J. Um, and then come in and watch the Canes. Take in both games if you want, make a whole day of it. It's Stick the,
0: around. It's the pancake breakfast. Shane's gonna be
1: there. I only we come for the month. cakes. Not a big yogger, but I mean, I'm sure you and I'll be running our yips out there, encouraging folks.
0: Yep. And then we'll come in for a pancake. Yeah. And then uh, the rookie tournament. What a day.
1: We're just going to roll right into everything. Mark your calendars. Make a weekend of it.
0: Roll up the pancakes and come on in.
1: We are all for this. Also, teaser, Mike, it will be streamed. Yes. With your sultry voice calling the game. And your insights breaking it down. I'll give some insights on these youngsters, but it will be streamed. We're not exactly sure how or where at this
0: point. On, On the internet would be my guess. On the line. I believe it'll be on the line. <laughs> so we're going to be live on the line? Is We'll that be what you're live me? on the
1: line. <laughs> if you can't make it to Invisalign or PNC, you can stream it. stream it and dial in.
0: And remember, it was the prospect tournament last year that Seth Jarvis emerged mm-hmm. and announced his presence with authority. Caught some eyes saying,
1: whoa, hold on a second. So, Pump
0: the brakes. I need to stay in Raleigh. And of those four teams, we're going to see some good young talent come through here. So, cannot wait for that. So, take off Friday,
1: uh, book Friday off, and then plan to spend the weekend with us.
0: Roll the weekend with us. Thank you, Andy. Richie Stevens, do you expect any more big moves between now and the start of the season, or is the roster pretty much set? I never say no. Yeah, I keep keep going to when people ask me about the Canes, the textbook answer is I can't say that they're
1: done. My thing is with a GM and with, with all organizations, if you ever say you're done and set, you're making a mistake. Because you never know when your phone's going to ring, and someone says, "Hey, I got to move this guy," because you don't know what's going on internally at in other organizations. So I think this team is always open to listen, uh, even to make calls and be like, "You guys going to utilize this guy this year? You know what's the price?" I think you have to be open at any moment. So
0: I'm going to go with no. Yeah, so when uh, Richie, when you say big moves, yeah, I I, I don't put anything past this front office when it comes to trying to make the on ice product, the best it can possibly be. So I'm going to say, you know, do I expect any more big moves? I don't expect them, but I also am not shocked if they happen. So yeah, leave it in there. Jack from DC Canes fan. What do you think about the possibility of Natchez being moved to the Nino spot on the stall line? Assuming he resigns as rumored question mark. It's he really does. Can we address that one before we move on? Sure. Marty Nacius doesn't really have a lot of options right now as a player. He's a restricted free agent or so, leverage. So the, that's when we're talking about. So the only things that can happen are a team would have to offer sheet him. He signs with the Carolina Hurricanes, or he says he's not going to play for the Canes and tries to force himself to a trade, or he'll go over and play in Europe, mm-hmm. which would probably kind of fall more in line with the last thing that I just said. Those are, if we're being honest here, those are really the only three options that right. he
1: has. He doesn't have arbitration rights. None. So he can't use that leverage, which you've seen some players use here the last couple of weeks. Max
0: Lajoie was going to that, and the cane settled before that could reach arbitration. But I think,
1: to me, when I go back from a player's perspective, and yes, you're trying to get what you think you're worth and, and the term and everything, but I think when we talk about self-reflection, I think Marty Natchez can say I had a good year, not a great year the carolina hurricanes but in a situation where he knows that the organization respects him and wants him to be a part of it and wants him to go out and there's no question they want him to score 20 25 30 goals but do that and then hit your contract um i don't think the holdout or if, if even if that's a conversation right now is the right move i wouldn't if i was marty nature's you're too young you got to keep playing in this league you got to get back in here you got to prove yourself daily. Um, And again, we've said this before. We think Marty and H.S can do that. I believe in that. Um, it's just a matter of Don Waddell and his agent finding the right number. One, we talk about the salary cap all the time. There's numbers there that the Canes have to use, and there's numbers that they don't have. So where does that number land? As you mentioned, there's been rumors that it's very close. Don Waddell has come out and said they're very close. Every day they talk and seem to be working in the right direction. So... I expect that deal to be done and Marty is to
0: be a training camp. All right, so, yeah, I'm with you. I think that deal gets done. The follow-up, though, is do you see him playing the Nino spot, good spot to develop his defensive skills while getting the opportunity to score, or is that now Andre Kosh's? I I think think you go back
1: to what Rod Burnmore wants. He wants competition. He wants guys to compete for ice time and for positions. And you also talk about chemistry. Where does he fit best? Where, where does Marty Natchez play the best to score 20 goals or more? And that's for the coaching staff to try and figure out and, and find that exact chemistry um, for a young player who's got a ton of talent. There's no question there. But that's the art of a
0: great coach. So you just set me up for this. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Marty Natchez will have a career year this year. For him he will surpass goals and assists career year Oof. you can put the pressure on him and take it <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to put the pressure on him do it
0: because I think he will I think he's going to I think he's going to have his best year as a pro I want to
1: put the pressure on him and say that but I also want to I also want to send it back to you know fire him up a little bit if you know what I mean? Because I do believe the young man has some extreme talent. 14 goals last year. I'm torn. You're taking it. Oh, yeah. A, I'm career, taking it. a career year would career be year, what? 40 points?
0: I'll get that for you right now. A
1: little 2020.
0: Uh, if he goes 2020, that would be outstanding. Uh, 20 goals for him, but uh, a career year for Marty Natchez would be, yeah, the most he's had in the NHL is 41. 14 goals, 27 assists. I'm saying he's going to go above that. The most goals he scored in the NHL was 16. He had 16 and 20 for 36 in the 1920 season. So if you want to take a 2020 season and make it 40 points, which he did have 40 points this past year, 14 and 26. Yeah. I just think he has so much more. I I, I think he can get to the 50-plus point range. Okay, we'll take it. Okay. Good. I'm glad. We should have. And now we can move on. Uh, we do have more questions to get into. This one, tougher division, the 2023 Metro Division or 2022-23 20, Southeast Division? <laughs> so if you do the old Southeast... Carolina, Washington, Tampa, Florida, Atlanta, now Winnipeg.
1: Southeast. I'm taking the Southeast.
0: Carolina, the Rangers. Pittsburgh. They got a guy named Sidney Crosby playing for Pittsburgh. Jersey, Philly, Columbus. And Washington. All right, yeah, you're right, the Southeast.
1: your Your bottom side of what is the Metro right now I think, pulls it back some. You're right. Just because of Florida and Tampa. You're right. So, although, Columbus signed Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> and Patrick Liney stayed, So.
0: It's close, but I'll go with the Southeast. I, I will. I'll give, yeah.
1: Because I think Winnipeg is going to be strong again. You got to factor that in.
0: We'll see, yeah. we'll see what Rick Bonus does with, with Winnipeg. So, it'll be interesting. Because the Caps were still in the Southeast. Yeah, I said the Caps. We so. Know. So the that caps and the canes are, are the walls. Caps are them both, but those are both heavy. Yeah. Southeast. I mean you're putting you're putting the three three time Eastern Conference champion, two time Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning in there and the Florida Panthers, who Correct. won the president's trophy last yeah. year. So uh, this from Kevin Kohler, and this is for you, Shane. In honor of Rod Brindamore's birthday, can Shane share a legendary Brindy training workout story? <laughs> I really,
1: I mean, not really. I didn't spend as much time in the gym as Rod, nor did we were we workout partners. I wasn't ever getting paired up with
0: him. But you had to have walked by and seen something and went, my dear Lord. Yes. So one, insight. Rod Burnmore used to
1: wear this pair of black and red hair Jordans to work out. Unlaced. Never laced them. I didn't know if he did it for like, more ankle stability and strength that way, but never laced them up. The one time I did train with Rod, we were both, it was summer training. Uh, I wasn't with the canes. I was training coming back from neck fusion. Rod had the Achilles. And we were at a gym up in North Raleigh doing our therapy and then working out. And the trainer said, hey, Shane, Rod's here today. We'll just work out together. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We were... Sled pushing one. And after the sled pushing, I remember I was on the ground and they both start walking away. I'm like, where are you guys going? They're like, well, now we're going to do this. And I literally looked and I said, I'm out. <laughs> like that was, that was it for me. You'd, I was expecting that to be done. And he went over and jumped on the slide board and just crushed that too. Like it's, it's a non, there's no
0: break. There's no breaking point in the guy. None. I still don't think there is today. No. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't realize that you'd cap the story there as a player. No, it it's it goes on. Yeah, I just stayed on the turf.
1: Try not to hurl.
0: That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm like I am sure that he then like set new personal workout best that day and then broke them the next day. Yeah. That's just what I believe. Yeah, and
1: the rest of the time I try not to get paired up with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still one of the favorite stories, and you'll hear it from players, they're like, Yeah, I'll go into the gym, I'll see Rod's in there, I'll wait for him to leave. Yeah. These are current players. Yeah,
1: remember when you used to, like, find your buddy to select for, when a teacher's oh. like, find a partner? And when someone, the teacher would be like, who doesn't have a partner? It would be like Rod standing in the corner and be like, I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless Brett Hedekin was here. They used to love going after each other. Hey, iron, sh- <laughs> what is it? Iron sharpens iron, my friend. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Josh, presuming we still roll with Anderson and Ronta. Josh knows something we don't know. Uh, what's the next step for Piotr Kochetkov playing with the Wolves regularly, or do you think he gets called up a few times to get some more NHL experience? Uh, we've kind of hit this one, but we'll go to again. I think it's he carries the mail for the Wolves, but you and I both know the way an NHL season goes. We will see Piotr Kochetkov play goal this year for the Hurricanes.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just, I mean, the way he phrased his question, I'm going to say yes because I think when the Canes talk about process and it's every player, not only defense forwards, it's the goaltender as well. Having that heavy workload in the minor leagues for him is a big step of the process. And, yes, he will play some games in the National Hockey League. I don't think we never go in saying, 82, goaltenders aren't going to tweak anything. So I think we'll see him here a few times, which I know everyone's excited to get him back, um, see his progress in training camp,
0: and get ready to go. Uh, This from Logan. Can I be in your fantasy hockey league? Yes. Wait, we haven't, and I've got to run some things through legal first to make sure we can do it. Legal? We're not playing for money. I know.
1: Yes. Well, I'm just
0: trying to. (laughs) So Logan's the first one in?
1: Logan, you know my Venmo. (laughs) What is it again? Shane R.
0: (laughs) So, all right, Logan's got entry into the league. How many people, I want to know a question on Twitter,
1: how many people search that every time? Because it's not true. (laughs) <laughs> how much time have you spent, my question to our fans, how much time have you spent looking for Shane Willis's Venmo, Venmo?
0: account? I'm sure somebody has. Probably
1: as long as you look for my Twitter account.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, is there any upside to buying out a player's contract, Gardner, for the Canes this season if you do not see an issue with cap space for signing Natchez? Yeah, the upside is it gives you more cap space.
1: Right. Deadline move, any addition during the year, it gives you that. Breathing room, if you will. Flexibility.
0: Yeah, That's that's the upside to it. Uh, and then it's, what is it? It's two-thirds of the contract. I'm trying to remember. Yep. Two-thirds of the if you deal. you buy someone
1: else, two-thirds of the contract for double the length. Yeah. So, so one year left.
0: So it would be down to 2.75. Two, yeah, 2.75.
1: For two years. For two years. So, so that's split it. So it would be 1.375
0: for two years. There you go. So, that's, that's the advantage to it. Uh, Margaret Hogan, my sister wants to know, what's your favorite part of the atmosphere in the Canes locker room? I'm just amazed I pulled those numbers that quick in summer, wow. summer
1: school here. We really so There you go. You were talking about not knowing
0: that. Uh, I'm going to go with just the camaraderie. Uh, to be, you know, when you talk about the atmosphere, to, the players joking on each other, talking back and forth. That's the best part of the locker room.
1: Yeah. Those those behind-the-scenes shenanigans and and how tight they are
0: how this team really because you go back and
1: high. talk to anybody who's on the 06 team when they talk about it they're saying, and we've all played on certain teams where like we were a family and that's what it takes to win you have to have that that tight tight group of guys willing to compete i think that's one thing we hear from this team all the time in interviews is even the new guys how hard these guys compete together and that's now one of the draws to come to this place and come play for this organization is that, that's going around. These guys go after and they're all in. You want to play for Rod Brindamore and yeah. this group.
0: And I'd also go with that Rod Brindamore being the head coach, yeah. and uh, the tone that's set in that locker room that goes in there. So it's just it's just a good place to be in, and it's a great group of guys. But I, I go with that. You can see that. You can see the camaraderie. They. It's not like the defensemen only talk to the defensemen. No. Uh, everybody's. You don't have that. You know.
1: We have plenty of Europeans on the team. Right. But you don't have that little pocket where they're always talking Finnish and not talking to anybody.
0: Right. And and again, you do have, I hate to use the word click, but you do have groups. Like, you know, it's, sure. they're going to go off, whatever. But in that room, nah, everybody's everybody's on the same, same page. Here's one from Raven. Are you excited for the IIHF Worlds today? Four of the Canes prospects are in the tournament. First off... I'm always excited for hockey when it's got the best in the world, no matter the age group playing. Second, I'm always excited for the United States to show their dominance as the world hockey power. Mm. I Third, also, I like uh, it when Shane Willis, Shane R. Willis, has to buy me lunch when the United States wins yeah. said tournament. I Until just
1: yesterday, I forgot this was about to start. I really did. And I was like, whoa, hold on a second. The Canadians have a few key players coming back um, for them. I think McTavish will be a huge leader for this team. I got some guy um, named guy Bedard. Named Bedard. You may want too, to yeah. dial in on this guy. Yeah. The first overall pick next year. Just, you know, put your money on that. I don't even think the options would have been like minus a thousand. Um but yeah, it's gonna be an exciting tournament. Obviously disappointing um during last year that they had to call it. Um with pop ups of COVID and things like that. But the Canadians will be ready, Mike. Um, I mean, they show their dominance at the uh, Gretzky-Holinka Cup last week that was held in Red Deer, which is the U-17 up-and-coming stars. Nice. That's nice. Dominant. So preseason games today? Or does it start official today?
0: Uh, I think it starts official tomorrow.
1: Yeah. so we're a couple of preseason them. mashups. So, Pre-tournament.
0: I think it's the pre-tournament today and then the official stuff tomorrow.
1: Canadian strong.
0: Team USA, buddy.
1: Official friendly bet made. And done.
0: <laughs> lunch. It's on. Uh, This one coming in. If
1: you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back.
0: When the 2022-23 regular season concludes, Jesperi Kotkaniemi will have more fingers than he did at the end of the 21-22 regular season. Uh, So Motor City Kaniac does this thing with Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Every time the Canes won, he attached past his five. He had a picture. He'd attach for a win, (laughs) and it got to... 52 wins. Yeah. So 52 fingers were on that. Wow. It's, oh man. That's like, I, I mean, want we've to seen take, over the past I few years. Want to take Obviously we want to take it,
1: Um. but that is like a high amount of wins in national I hockey. I think
0: league. the Canes are going to get 50 wins again.
1: I agree. So do you think they're going to get 53?
0: That's, that's what I'm <laughs> now just have take to, it. It's close enough. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah. you. Have We'll take it. Of course <laughs> we believe. They have one more finger, and you can. That's only three do that, more overtime, overtime wins. wins. Exactly. <laughs> so we're set. Uh, and then a personal question, and uh, sorry in advance. This is Bill Bernstein coming to you live from the Canes locker room. What's your favorite food? I don't know. Like, what's your go-to dish? Like, if we went out, is it like chicken parm? Well, I mean, it depends on the steak. Restaurant. Well, mean, yeah, I know, but you could get whatever. Depends you what want. I ate the night before.
1: Oof. I mean, I do love real, real good Italian.
0: That's where I was I was headed. A really good piece of lasagna. Mm. Hard to beat.
1: Hard I, to beat. Well, I'm going to go back to my playing days because you cannot outdo a top shelf penne alla vodka, Was was a go to. And I'm going to give a shout out to Nina's Restaurante mm-hmm. in North Raleigh. Where Nina herself, a close personal friend of mine and her family, um, was the best. I mean, off the charts. There wasn't, I don't even know why when I used to go there, they put a menu in front of me. Like, I don't need this. Just bring me whatever she's making. That's how talented she was. Um, so I love I love the penela vodka. You can't beat a good steak. I mean, can't beat a good steak and sweet potato.
0: A good ribeye. Good mm. bone-in ribeye. Might have had one of those this weekend.
1: My go-to at home, if I was to, you know, if I was to tell my family and I had all day of there, I'm like, what do you want me to cook? would be ribs. My grandmother, uh, it's her recipe. I do ribs, side of rice, you know, broccoli, maybe go Brussels sprouts oh, for me and the you. missus.
0: Look at yeah. you. Good beef brisket. Throw it on the smoker all day? Well, or I don't. Ha- that's the one thing I do, I I'm not invested in yet. Nor have I, but... Thus, I love
1: tailgating, and we'll look to see... I'll just maybe drive around at the outdoor game. See maybe. who's got
0: the smoker going? Yeah. Well done, my friend.
1: Maybe I should... I'll call the league. Maybe we should have a cook-off.
0: Oh, I'm for that. Start that up? Do a barbecue uh competition. or the best tailgate. Cool. Oh. You can be the judges. <laughs> you just got to feed us. <laughs> <laughs> and where's, where's the... Where's, no the, lie in that. Where's the
1: flaw in that theory that Even I have if just the NHL put? NHL doesn't want to do it. Mike and I will just drive around and yeah, judge. just we'll drive around
0: that. and judge. So, we'll have time. I think we'll just have radio responsibilities. Yeah. You'll have other responsibilities. Yeah. So, we can make this work. It's in. All right, done. Uh, that'll do it, Shane. We're done. We're done. Summer school is over? Summer school is over. Ring the bell, baby. I wish is I had, had recess. And we just Thank you. And so that's the closest thing we have to a bell. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Recess? Where do we
0: go to PE now? Yeah i got to go back to my office. Go to lunch. <laughs> oh. eh, we'll get it all taken care of. Shane, always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoyed it, my friend. Uh, I am uh, going to be celebrating 20 years of marriage next week, so there will be no Cain's guest. I'm out oh. of town. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's more uh, congratulate her that she has put up with this for this long. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Some this things is, don't need to we're be not said. on this show. Not on this one. Uh, Shane, appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for teaching us something today.
1: Thanks, everybody.